Hey, all you nature nerds. This is You're Gonna Die Out There. Nature nerds, to another episode of You're Gonna Die Out There, Hello. where we try to, uh, you know, help you not die out there by telling you all the stories of things that happened to other people who almost <laughs> died out there. Yeah. Or possibly did. Or possibly did. Wah, wah. I'm Jen. Sad stories. I'm Megan. We're together again. So, so wonderful. Together again. Um, we have like a few things to start out with today. Yes. Yes. First, on the top of the list, because we should have talked about it in the last episode. Yeah. But we were, I don't know, we weren't thinking clearly. <laughs> Not 100% there. We got something so awesome in the mail, didn't we, did, we, Megan? Which, and I don't know if we mentioned it, that we have a P.O. box now. Oh, we do. It's weird. Yeah, it's It looks real weird, but just so you know, it's a it's a P.O. box it's for real. Guam. And you know what? What happened was, what had happened was, <laughs> Jen was off <laughs> island, and she sent me a photo that the mail place had sent, basically like, come get your shit before we throw it away. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, hey, can you go by and pick up the mail? And I'm sure, as folks might remember from previous episodes, we have talked about this, that I am not very good at the mail. Like, nope. Getting the mail. And I I have to drive to this location. So just I want you guys to know that I like actually did it as soon as I mean, it was like the next day. Yeah, I, like, she was on it. it. That is impressive for me. And I'm so glad I did because it is a very cool gift. Yeah. So just so you know, I'm the one that usually mails out stuff. And yes. if you give us a five star review on uh, Apple Podcast, Apple Podcasts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'll send you a sticker. And if I said I was going to send you a sticker and I didn't. <laughs> You're still waiting on it? Let me know because I swear I've done the wall. <laughs> anyway, so we got the most amazing. I don't know how we're going to like decide whose house this goes to. I feel like it's pretty obvious, Jen, whose house it should <sighs> go to. Honestly. It'll stay at Megan's. But um, one of our listeners, her name is Joe Moore. Hello, Joe. Hi, Joe. We love this so much. She sent us her. It's a coffee table book. It is. Um, it's called Catnip, a cat in the family. It is about cats. And Joe says, I love cats. I'm a little obsessed with them. I love my own cats, my sister's cat, my best friend's cat, any random cat on the street. In fact, all cats. I find them beautiful and fascinating. For me, cats are my catnip. But not everyone feels the same. I felt with the increasing anti-cat sentiment in the past two years across various media platforms that I wanted to show how cat lovers see their cat companions. So I created this book showcasing the individuality of over 80 beautiful cats, the connection they have with their humans and how they fit into our lives. I love this so much. So beautiful. Can I read a couple of the descriptions? Yes, please do it. Okay. So one of them, I'm going to show Megan the picture. Oh my God. I love that cat. So this is, um, her name is Hisper. (laughs) She's eight-year-old domestic long hair. She was adopted from a rescue litter of unwanted kittens. Her nicknames are Pudding and his. That's adorable. And there's a description that says, what makes his purr so special? And her owner, whose name is Elaine, says, she can hiss and purr at the same time. <laughs> Hence, his purr. his purr. I love it. There's another one in here. I'll just read these two and then, then you just got to get the Oh, book. Chloe. Um, so Chloe is a seven-year-old blue Burmese. She mm. was adopted from Sashima Breeders in Palmerston North. I think 
they probably like rescue right bread cats or yeah seems like it her nickname is clo cat That's and cute. what is your favorite thing to do with clo and this is from owner tim we go for walks around the farm sometimes we hang out for hours just walking that's adorable you guys it's a beautiful book the photos are beautiful the descriptions it just it's such a warm fuzzy yes. and on the back of it you can um you'll see where 10 percent of the purchase price of the book is donated to the spca new zealand and that um, huha which is the helping you help animals that's it's- Awesome. We love this so much, Joe. Thank you so yeah. much. And if you guys want your own copy, which you, you do, you do absolutely 100% right now. Percent you do. Um, you can get it. We found it in a couple places. Um, shop huha.co.nz. Um, there should be like a link on their page that has like different things that you can buy. But there's like some backslash products backslash catnip slash aca. Oh, a cat in the family by Joe Moore. All yeah. one word. Yeah. Um, we'll put these links in our, I'll put them in the show notes or something. Yeah. Or like absolutely. we'll do a post. Uh, and then the other place you can find it, Joe has her own um, site, her own website for photography. It mm-hmm. is called joemorephotographer.co.nz. And you can check out her stuff there. Very, very cool. She's also on Instagram. You can find her at Joe Moore, J O M O O R E, photographer. And there's also a link on her Instagram to the site. Oh, cool. Yeah, there you go. So there you go. And I think we'll just make a post. I think we should. If that's cool with you, Joe. Also, Joe, I want to know, do you call it (laughs) (laughs) hoo-ha? The H-U-H-A. Right? In my brain, I'm like... (laughs) I mean, it's catchy. Hilarious. Yeah. But... I don't anyway, know. If we love your book. Right Thank you so much yes. for sending us a copy. Yeah. Um, and the very nice postcard. That was so nice. It was so nice. Anyway. Um, and you know what, Jen? You might be able to take it to your house because I do have, you know, a plethora of cats here. They're alive uh, that I get to look at every day. And I know that you only have the one. So maybe you should take it home with you. Maybe we should have a post about what you love about all your kitties. Oh, my God. So mm-hmm. many things. So many things. So many things. I just have my one guy, Newman. <laughs> He's pretty great. He is pretty great. Although he doesn't let me hold him like a baby. He only lets you hold him like a baby. I know. He gives a lot of protests, but he loves it deep down. All right. I'm uh, ready for a little science news. You ready for a little science news? Let's hear it. Okay. Well, before before we get started, can I just say we got an update on um, our foster with the Orangutan uh, Foundation International. Oh. So... For those of you who don't know, we actually do donate to a lot of the organizations to support, or we, we try do. to support them in some way, whether it's monetary or buy a t-shirt or buy something. Media. Yeah, we mm-hmm. we do all those things. Um, so, and also we do that with the help of our patrons, amazing patrons. We have a Patreon if you're interested. There's extra stuff on there. There's a lot of extra stuff, science news, bonus episodes for as little as five dollars a month. What? 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 You can be a certified nature nerd. And you're also supporting <laughs> these organizations such as this, where we are fostering a um, little orangutan called Proudfoot. Oh and we got an update. So they said it's been six months since we became a foster parent. And so the they sent this really long update, which is amazing, and some photos, and I won't go into it. But so they have, um, they rescue a lot of uh, young orangutans that have been right uh, taken 
you know, the mothers were killed Mm -hmm. or they were taken to be raised by people who don't know what the hell they're doing. So they take them back and raise them and then try to, you know, reintroduce them back to the wild. Yeah. So they said that Proudfoot is still a very independent girl. She refuses to allow caregivers to carry her from the sleeping enclosures out to the forest, but she sometimes takes little moments to sit and hold hands with the caregiver. Oh, Um, another bucket list right here. So cute. Please, please. I want to come visit Proudfoot. Uh, She's learning and building confidence faster than most orangutans her age. We hope that the friendship and support around her will allow her to continue on her way back to a wild life. I feel like she really is a good foster for us because I feel like we're both pretty like independent ladies. We're like, leave us alone. We can do it. (laughs) Actually, can you help me? (laughs) Or I'll just hold your hand just for a minute. Yeah. (laughs) Just one second. Just for a second. Um, Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that out there that we did get an update. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, it was really great. Um, So my actual science news, though, is from one of our. So we get a lot of people that send us funny stuff or interesting mm-hmm. things. And we we get some that I feel like are really great science news. So this one was shared by one of our Instagram followers. I don't know if you listen or not, but her name's <laughs> Kelly. Kelly in the Woods is her Instagram handle. And uh, she has a PhD. Oh, hey. So she's like a real deal what, what? biologist. Legitimate. Good job, Kelly. Congratulations. You did the thing. Um, Dr. So, Kelly. Dr. Kelly. So this is about hummingbirds. I don't know if you guys knew, but it was National Hummingbird Day, and that was uh, last month, and we missed it, but <laughs> it's okay. It was like September 3rd. There were some cool things about hummingbirds, and the most coolest thing that she wanted us to share is, what do you call a group of hummingbirds, Megan? Oh, I feel like I should know this, because I feel like I read that thing. Yeah, you, you're the one that usually checks our Instagram. Oh, man. I'm always slow. My brain is not uh, I, I, It's computing. too cute, though. Okay, I'm ready. Tell me. A group of hummingbirds is called a charm. Oh, that's right. That's so cute. That's super cute. It's very Um, magical. It is very magical. So, and on this, this was a U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service post that they posted for National Hummingbird Day. Uh, More than 15 species of hummingbirds breed in the U.S. And more than 25 species visit for a part of the year. In the east, you're most likely to see ruby-throated hummingbirds. And in the west, look for the broad-tailed rufus and black chin hummingbirds among others and what's your favorite so that was cool but i did look up some other fun facts about hummingbirds that i thought i'd share that's amazing real quick before you do that let me just say that the u.s fish and wildlife service instagram oh it's amazing it's kind of hilarious it's great whoever writes for them like kudos to you guys i feel like doi also has some like pretty good posts but like especially yeah fish and wildlife yeah. Yeah. They don't joke around. I love it. They're they great. Do joke around. Yeah. So wait, they do joke around. <laughs> they do. They do. That's the best part. I love it. Also, uh, I think I've posted something from the Oklahoma State Wildlife. Uh, oh, yeah. 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 Funny. Also funny. Very funny. Love it. So hummingbirds have tongues that are grooved like the shape of a W. They have tiny hairs on the tips of their tongues that can help them lap up the nectar mm. like a cat. Hey. There you go. A hummingbird's bill is longer in proportion to its body. As compared to other birds, hummingbirds have no sense of smell, but can hear better than humans, which isn't much to say, honestly. But I mean, but still, they're tiny. But I will say that like no sense of smell, but you're like a pollinator. Uh I feel like that's different. (laughs) No, interesting, right? So they're attracted to all bright colors, although red is most prominently associated with them. Um, They see ultraviolet light as they can see further than a human. Wow. Right. 
They have a great memory. They remember every flower and feeder they've been to. What? And how long it will take a flower to refill. Isn't that cool? Uh, Their brain is 4.2% of its body weight and is the largest in proportion to of the whole wild bird group. Mm. Right? All wild birds. (laughs) Yeah, that's how it's written. Yeah. Now we can just say of all wild birds. (laughs) Uh, Hummingbirds are the only birds that can fly like a helicopter up, down, sideways, front, and back. That's so cool. I love it. Uh, There are, it's the second largest family of birds. There's over 300 species. It's wild. That is wild. So the other article I read was just, I think, US-based. They have weak feet. So they mainly use them just for perching. I think a lot of birds are like that. And when food is scarce and they are fatigued, hummingbirds go into a hibernation-like state, also known as torpor. We've heard of that. To conserve energy. Uh, the hummingbird's heart beats up to 1,260 times per minute. Yeah, good Lord. They do not mate for life. They're, just They're players. <laughs> a baby hummingbird is roughly the size of a penny and cannot fly, which is so cute. That's so tiny. So tiny. It's breaking my brain. The average lifespan of a hummingbird is five years, but they've been known to live for more than 10 years. They fly at an average of 20 to 30 miles per hour uh, and are able to dive up to 50 miles per hour. That's crazy. That's fast. Like dive like just straight, straight down, straight to that like flower. Um, Some hummingbirds will travel over 2000 miles twice a year during their migration. Wow. There you go. Those are great. That's fun. Little hummingbird facts. Yeah. Those are some things you may not have known unless you're like a hummingbird enthusiast. Yeah. Thank you, uh, Dr. Kelly, for sharing that. Jen, for giving us those. Yeah. Please keep sharing stuff with us. Uh, If it's on Instagram, we'll do our best to try and make sure we talk about it. Yeah. If you really want us to talk about something, send an email. This is the truth. And if we haven't talked about something and you did send an email, just know it's on the list. It's there. It's there. It's just coming because I write them down and I, I have it. It just, we probably haven't gotten into it yet. It's all We're good. gonna. One day. Just stick around. <laughs> we're trying to just, you know, we're trying to keep you on the hook here. That's right. All right. So <laughs> Megan, I'm excited for your story today. Are you? I am. Are you excited? I am also excited for this story today. It occurred to me that I've been meaning to talk about these animals for some time in that they are like the dolphin to me. They are the kind of animal that everybody loves. And oh, my God, they're so cute. But actually, they're awful. Okay, they're awful. Oh, my God. What are you? What is so today? So much like there's so much love hate. I mean, you know, I just. They're great. They're great, you guys. No, there are very cool animals, but also they do some pretty messed up things. And I might have mentioned this. On, I know it's not cats. And it's not cats. Of course not. Um, but cats also do awful things, but they I still do. love them. Yeah. Um, no, this is uh, this is an animal that I would like to talk to talk about today that, um, yeah, I feel like you're gonna make. Oh, my God, they're so cute. Are you ready? I'm beyond ready. I, I must know what this is. So we're going to talk about otters today. Otters, they're so cute. <laughs> but that's what they lay on their back and like they hold their babies. And, yeah, like, they're totally. just like so adorable. Adorable. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. <laughs> all right. So otters, let's we're going to start with some fun facts, some like fact facts, all the facts. OK, because, you know, I like to do that. I try to like really chop it down a little because I know sometimes I can get a little teachery in this as if you all are taking notes and I'm like, you know, centimeters to centimeter, whatever. Like we, the, It's OK. We love yeah. it, Megan. I'm going to I try my best to cut some of that stuff out so just make it more fun okay all Enjoyable. right all right this is the new megan the new megan here we go <laughs> probably not gonna live up to it. all right the name otter originates from the old english word 
odor or odor derived from the same <laughs> same root what? word as the word water. What? <laughs> Wait, this is not a new Megan. <laughs> Look, that's the only one. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, odor as in O T O R or O T E R. I mean, whatever. It sounds like uh, it has the same root word as right. word water. I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's go. Continuing. Um, otters live on uh, the continents of Asia, Europe, Africa, and the Americas. They do not live in Antarctica or Australia. Okay. There are no Australian what otters. New Zealand? No. 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 Okay. No. Um, around 90% of sea otters. So there's like sea otters and river otters, right? Uh-huh. Sea otters, about 90% of them live near the Alaskan coast. So they mostly are around Alaska. Um, but all otters belong to the family Mustelidae, the weasel family, mustelids mm-hmm. or whatever. That includes weasels, honey badgers, skunks, wolverines, uh, and I think, and then otters, obviously. Okay. Uh, they are among the oldest carnivorous mammals to exist on Earth, and they first evolved around 40 million years ago. Wow. Uh, the sea otter is the largest of all mustelids including the wolverine. It's bigger than the wolverine. Oh. Which wolverines are like pretty big. They're pretty big and yeah. scary. They're frightening. Honestly, we should do an episode on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, depending on the species, otters can live up to 16 years. And they do live in dens. Uh, those dens are referred to as either couches or holts. They'll sometimes build their own den or they like to steal the dens of others. I like couches. Yeah, right? Sounds cozy. They just chill mm-hmm. on the couch. They seem really like chill animals. Are they though? <laughs> <laughs> Male otters tend to reach maturity slower than females, which I feel like that's just a thing. Yeah, that's just an animal thing, right? It's a mammal thing, yeah. Otter dung, or scat, has a distinct odor. Or mm, poop. Poop. Uh, has its own special name, and that name is spraint. Wait, spell that, please? Like sprain. Like I sprain my ankle, mm-hmm. but with a T on the end. Spraint. That sounds dirty. It sounds so dirty. <laughs> well, because it's poop, Jen. <laughs> and it sounds like taint. It do, it does. That was great. I don't know. <laughs> That's um, appropriate or do, not. It, it maybe maybe not. Um, all right. So a group of otters can have different names. Uh, they can be called romps, bevies, or families. But when they're floating on water, Jen, do you know what they're called? A group a f- of otters. Flotilla. Flo- <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty close. Uh, they're called rafts. Oh, okay. Yeah, like an otter raft. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so sea otters do occasionally sleep on the water by floating on their back. So when you see a picture of an otter sleeping, it's usually going to be a sea otter mm-hmm. uh, on its back. Uh, and to avoid floating away from their group uh, when they sleep, they do hold paws. That's so cute. It is really cute. Or they tie a string to their foot. Actually, they do tie kelp around themselves sometimes. That sea? And they will do it to babies, too, because babies don't actually know how to swim, right, until they're, Uh like, a little bit older. So Uh they can float, but they can't swim. So sometimes when mothers will go down to, like, hunt, they'll actually tie kelp to the baby (gasps) to hold it in place so it doesn't float away. Oh, my gosh. That's what my grandpa used to do to us when we were on floaties. Just tie it. He would tie something to the floaty so we couldn't float away. Well, he learned that behavior from sea otters. Wow. So there you go. Never knew. Let me just say, they don't always hold hands. In the water together. But when they do, you know, it's like something they're known for. So How a lot of people. This is not cute, Megan. That's it is super cute. Okay. And and let me just say that the video Otters Holding Hands is called Otters Holding Hands. It's on YouTube. <laughs> you can go look it up. It has over 15 million views. See? Worldwide. People are freaking obsessed because yeah. they're so floofy and adorable looking. And they look so chill. Again, but are they? So 
A single raft of otters typically holds around 10 to 100 individuals. So just like 10 to 100 (laughs) otters, just like holding hands. Uh, Male otter rafts tend to be bigger than female rafts. So a lot of females will hang out with the babies, right, all together. Mm -hmm. And then males, usually it's like a bunch of bachelors that hang out together. Wow. Sounds like a Micronesian party. Thousand percent sounds like a Micronesian party. (laughs) It's like, just so you know. That's how it Micronesian parties and islands out here. Girls to the left, boys to the right. Yeah. And and it's usually, I'll tell you why real quick. It's because Mm -hmm. a lot of people are related Mm -hmm. and it's inappropriate to talk about certain things in front of female relatives. Right. So the dudes like want to stay away so they can just be relaxed and talk about whatever they want and not worry about Uh, some of the things you you hear at parties. Oh, totally. It's the same. (laughs) Both sides. They want to be able to speak freely and have fun without offending relatives. Their cousin or brother or whatever. Yeah, culturally not cool. I mean, that's how otters are too. That's what I'm just kidding. Uh, What if they are? (laughs) What if they are like At Micronesian parties, there's usually like a dance floor in the middle. Oh, yeah. Right. And everybody just says a little cha-cha. Cha-cha-cha. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Is there a dance on. floor between the rafts? Just asking. <laughs> There's not. Okay. Oh, man. We're going to get to this. It's just like I know what we're going to talk about. It just <laughs> makes me so uncomfortable. Oh, Okie no. dokie. The largest recorded otter raft ever contained over 2,000 individual otters. That's huge. That's like a Lollapalooza for otters. I can't even picture that in my brain. It's just like so many, so many mosh pits mixed in there. So many otters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Otters have webbed feet and are very strong swimmers. Obviously, they are in the water a lot Um, and they hunt in the water. Uh, They have really great agility and they use their tails as rudders. Of course. I mean, this is Mm -hmm. like pretty similar to some of the other animals in the Mm -hmm. same group. Um, In terms of hunting, they usually are ambush hunters, but they can also chase their prey for a sustained period of time. Um, And when they dive down into the water, a lot of people know this about them. They can close their nostrils and ears to prevent any water from getting in. Uh, I wish I could do that. Right? That would be kind of cool. I mean, you can hold your nostrils closed. And buy one of those things that squeezes Squeezes them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Giant river otters can reach a top swimming speed of 8.7 miles per hour, which is almost twice as fast as Michael Phelps. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. They can they can swim really fast. That's pretty fast. Uh, they can hold sea otters can hold their breath for up to five minutes. River otters can hold their breath for up to eight minutes. And the lung capacity of otters is around two point five times greater than any mammal of a similar size. I feel like Michael Phelps or all swimmers should train with otters. Right. It's like they're a rabbit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he trains anymore, though. Right. He's like well, retired, maybe. But I still. don't know. But other swimmers. OK, side note. Do you ever notice that like swimmers, like when you look at a swimmer body, you're like, Jesus, it's like the long arms. You yeah. Know, like a, they have super long look, torsos. Yes. Long arms, short legs. Huge shoulders. Mm-hmm. Huge. Huge. Sometimes I kind of trip out at that. Anyway. Well, I think, yeah, they were saying that, yeah, Michael Phelps, he has like longer arms, a long torso, but shorter legs. Yeah. It's just like he's a swimming machine. Swimming machine. Yep. Yep. He built for it. Genetically gifted. Mm-hmm. Do you think he had a surgery to get that done? <laughs> like shorten- like shortener? Yeah. And arms, arm lengthener? <laughs> you guys, that's what Jen was doing while she was off island. She's getting, she's getting taller. <laughs> she keeps telling people that. <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, otters have a really great sense of smell and they can actually smell things underwater, which is a super... I don't know, cool adaptation because usually animals that try to smell things underwater end up inhaling water and then they drown. But Mm -hmm. otters, what they do is they exhale air bubbles from their noses and then I guess they like then snuff them back up. Like 
Like it's like it barely comes out and then goes back in. And they can like smell things in the water. That's I. That's what I'm imagining in my brain. Oh, that's not, you're not but sure But I don't know exactly if I'm saying they it exactly. They, oh. Yeah, they quickly inhale them again. So I don't know if it fully oh. goes out and they just, almost like an air loogie, oh. right? Out of their mm-hmm. nostrils. And then they can like pick up kind whatever smells are in the way. It's super gross. But for them, it's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, not the loogie part aside. Yeah. It's cool. And did you know that even large marine mammals like whales and seals don't rely on their sense of smell underwater? Only otters. Wow. Isn't that neat? Mm-hmm. I mean, cool things. So I don't know if all otters do this, but smooth coated otters often will rub their bodies against one another in like pairs or in groups. And they like to do this. Uh, it's very similar to like snuggling. And uh, scientists say that it strengthens their social bonds and refreshes their thick coats. That's a little behavioral thing that they like to do. Otters also use a lot of tools to open up their prey. So they eat a lot of mollusks and crab because they don't have super strong jaws. So they need these extra tools. And they like to also use rocks as hammers to crack open the shells of their prey. And they usually keep the rocks with them. And they have a little pocket. They have a loose patch of skin underneath their armpits and they can use it like a pocket. And they stick the prized rock that they use, they're like regular rock in that pocket. And they can use the same rock throughout their whole lives. Some what? otters will use the same freaking rock. Yes. That is amazing. Yes. They're like, I, I love, love this rock. That. Can Okay. Like, what if there's like kind of an ADHD otter and they just keep misplacing their rock? Oh, it's just God. like every morning they're like, where's my rock? Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody else is like, come on. Damn it, Gerald. Get it together. You have a pocket. Put Keep it, it in the pocket. Every time you use it, put it back in the same spot and you won't lose it. How many times do I have to tell you? Just put it in the pocket, man. <laughs> so anyway, that I is, thought that was that really, is really amazing. Uh, like humans, dolphins, crows and dogs, otters also like to play. They like to fool around with each other. Tom Jewelry. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they like to socialize with other otters. And uh, there have been observations of otters making like water slides and sliding on land and stuff like that. They like to wrestle. They like to shuffle rocks. I don't know if shuffle rocks is like that one like gambling otter. He's like, you know, like the cups game. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> Which cup is it under? You know, um, I love that. They also do this kind of behavior that looks like juggling. Wow. So like circus otters anyway. Let's talk a little bit about their fur. There are many like amazing things about their fur. It does require a lot of maintenance. It's super thick. I think it is the thickest fur of all mammals. I can't remember if I read that correctly or not, but on average, they have 800,000 to a million individual hairs per square inch. It's <gasps> that super thick. They have two layers of fur um, that both repels water and traps air underneath to help them stay dry and warm and then also to help them stay buoyant so they can float. I can just imagine it's like the cartoon where their fur is so thick that if somebody took them out of the water and like blow dried them, they would just be like, poof. (laughs) (laughs) You wouldn't see them at all. It's just like a ball of hair. And just like you can't even see the eyes. It's just hair. Yeah. (laughs) Um, If their fur gets dirty, uh, it can affect how you know, their ability to float or regulate their body heat. So they are really intense groomers. Like they're always grooming each other themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have loose skin. Obviously, they have that little pocket underneath their underarm um, and really flexible bodies. So they can reach and groom pretty much every part of their body. Unlike uh-huh. my cats who don't like to clean their butts. You know what I mean? Like the back part of their back. What I is it with that. that? What is there's like a little section. They just and never just, clean it. It's crusty butts. And then they <laughs> like to put their direct just crusty asshole on everything. In your face. 
Well, in your face and just like directly on your couch or yeah. pillow. Yeah. That's... Maybe that's how they clean it. Anyway. Uh, when they groom, they also spend some time untangling knots and ruffling their fur out to clean themselves, which mm -hmm. uh, oftentimes looks like scratching. A lot of people have seen this behavior. It just, yeah, it looks kind of like they're scratching their butts or whatever, but they're actually just cleaning their fur. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a it's lot, lot of, of maintenance right there. Maybe the evolutionary reason why they have this like extra crazy fur is that they don't have any blubber to protect them from like the cold, oh, but they live right. in pretty cold places. Um, as marine mammals, sea otters can spend their whole lives without ever touching dry land. But that's not necessarily the same thing for river otters. River otters actually spend two thirds of their life on land. Oh, I didn't know that. And they don't spend so much time in the water. They're a different kind of folk. That's right. They're the river kin. <laughs> the river kin. I'm, I'm telling you, we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, they play banjo. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. Uh, so otters typically give birth in water and they usually produce a single baby otter or pup. I've read someplace that females are called bitches and the males are called... What, do, what are male dogs called? It's like similar to dogs. And then I was like, a lot of people talk about how like otters and Sire. seals are... <laughs> I don't know what, what are they called. I don't remember now. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway. It's okay. But I like some... how the word bitches is kind of evolved into like, uh, you're a bad bitch. Right. Yeah. And it's kind of like it's a better like a cool thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. Not like, yeah, not like when it's I was in high school. It's not as derogatory. That's the Depending truth. on how it's used. A hundred percent. Yeah. But yeah, they have very similar terms uh, as dogs do for like pups and that kind of thing. Yeah. I can't think of the male word for a dog. I guess Neither I could do Maybe that. sire is right. But I feel like that's horses. Isn't that a horse? I don't know. Horses had like a million names. So yeah. anyway, moving on. Uh, unlike other species, sea otter pups have dense fur teeth and developed eyes when they're born. And I'm thinking probably because they're born in like a pretty dangerous environment uh, and they're they are they can't swim. So they instinctively uh, can float, but they don't know how to swim. They have to rely on their mothers for around six months up to a year. And mothers will carry their pups on their stomachs and teach them important survival skills skills such as swimming hunting and cracking open shelves and because like i had mentioned earlier because the babies pups are prone to floating away uh mother sea otters when they go to die for food they leave their pups on the surface because they can't you know swim they wrap them in kelp so they don't float away hey megan yes a male dog mm -hmm. is called a dog oh well maybe <laughs> oh yeah maybe they are just called dogs <laughs> <laughs> no that's i think it. i i'm trying to remember now i think that i read that sea otters male sea otters are called dogs oh really i swear that's what i read i could be really wrong people are going to be like this you guys are idiots but anyway <laughs> well i'm sure they think that all the time about all this. the time well and it's funny because you know not anymore but maybe before they'll be like that guy's a dog oh yeah 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 it's true mm -hmm. there you go um otters face a lot of threats they, uh, there are, I guess most otter species are vulnerable or endangered. There are things such as poaching, habitat destruction, water pollution. But one of the more peculiar threats is uh, the cat, house cat, because cat poop contains, uh, you know, toxo, what is it? Zoist. Toxoplasma gondi. Oh, it's that um, parasite that's toxoplasmosis. Like we would get toxoplasmosis. It's, it's fatal the, to otters. That's the one that why you're not supposed to clean a litter box when you're pregnant. Correct. Yeah. Do you remember that you cleaned Truman's litter box the whole time I was pregnant? Oh, yeah. I forgot you're about such that. such a good friend. Well, you know, I'm, I have a lot of cats, so I'm used to it. Even so bef nice. before then, I didn't really, but yeah. Oh, Truman. Oh. Jen had this wonderful cat, Truman. He was. He was the best. Anyway. Um, 
So did you know that for generations, humans have employed the help of otters to fish in rivers, and they do this, it's a technique called otter fishing. Have you ever heard of that before? No. It dates back to the 6th century. It was a very popular method of catching fish throughout many regions of the world. Marco Polo even saw it in the 13th century in the Yangtze River in China. Um, And what they do is they use otters to chase fish into nets, and then humans would retrieve the nets. And after the catch, humans would reward otters with some fish so they could eat it. And like they would build that bond. And so they kind of would just fish together. It was like very popular way to fish. Wow. And it actually still happens in southern Bangladesh today. Huh. Isn't that cool? That is cool. Um, Sea otters are a keystone species. They play a huge impact on the ecosystem that they live in. They feed on sea urchins, which feed on the stems of kelp. And if they weren't there Mm -hmm. and sea urchins were left unchecked, they would uh, cause kelp plants to drift off and die, like die off and drift away. And then those areas where the kelp used to be would become urchin barrens and would have very little biodiversity. So the sea otters are the the creatures that help balance all of that out and keep the kelp forest there, which is also a huge part to, I guess, they have a big impact on controlling climate change Mm. because the sea kelp Kelp. forests Mm -hmm. capture carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and uh, the presence of otters help supply oxygen to the world. Isn't that crazy? And a lot of things eat kelp. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, While most otters prefer to hunt alone, giant river otters uh, love to hunt in packs. And they live in groups of extended families, which is just furthering our... uh, Our kin. Our kin Mm -hmm. idea. The average giant river otter uh, group has four to eight members, but they can also range from two to 20 individual otters. And they're usually super tight-knit. They like to, like I said, stay together to hunt, sleep, and play. And they also have social hierarchies uh, with one dominant breeding pair in the family. And because they tend to hunt in groups, giant otters can overpower animals that are much larger than them, like an alligator. Oh, wow. There are videos of otters uh-huh. overpowering and killing alligators. Dang. Yeah, river otters. I have not seen that. Yeah, they don't mess around. Isn't that crazy? They've been known to kill uh, caimans, anacondas, alligators. Even a single otter can take on an alligator using their stamina. So they will, like spend a lot of time just thrashing around with the alley. They can just do it. I don't know. They're like, <laughs> and because... I am the king of stamina. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I, I'm just imagining like a little, uh, I mean, they're big, a uh, giant river otter, like holding on to the neck of an alligator and the alligator is like thrashing around, rolling and stuff. And what happens is the alligator builds up lactic acid in its muscles. And then that eventually paralyzes the alligator and kills it. That's how they do it. Oh they just like outlast. Gosh. Yeah. And then giant otters will use, you know, then they'll eat the alligator. They use their claws. And I wonder if it's fun for them. I wonder, too. They're just like, like a rodeo. Yeah. 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 It's like noodling, but otters noodling for alligators. Or just rodeoing the hell out of them <laughs> until they just can't. I don't feel sorry for the anymore. alligators. Right. Don't you? Just a little bit. A little bit. But that's pretty badass. All, all I'm saying, <laughs> I have not found one negative thing about otters yet. All right. (laughs) Around 2% of sea otter births result in twins, uh, which is not really great because it actually takes a lot of energy for the mom to raise a pup. So typically she'll abandon one one of them. But Mm. otters are pretty close knit. A lot of like if there's a otter female that doesn't have a pup, she might adopt that pup that the other mother let go. Mm -hmm. Or there have been known to be siblings that will come and take a pup and like care for it. Yeah. Well, that's Uh, pretty cool. They don't have intense sibling rivalry. That's very panda-like. It is. 
which is like so nice. But I'm glad there's more of them so they can take those because pandas, you're just SOL. (laughs) Um, Otters communicate with each other through complex vocalizations. They can make 22 distinct vocalization types. Uh, They do things like barking, screaming, growling, or whistling. And then each giant otter family, river otter family, has its own unique sound signature. They have their own language. Their own language. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, They have a super high metabolic rate that keeps their bodies warm in colder waters, and their metabolism varies from species to species um, and kind of depending where they are, like their environmental conditions around them. But European otters typically consume around 15% of their body weight in food each day, and sea otters can eat up to 20 to 25% of their body weight in one day. It's a lot. They mostly eat fish, but they can also eat shellfish, frogs, crabs, birds, or even large reptiles, like I mentioned, caimans, alligators. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, in one day, otters would hunt for three to five hours. Uh, however, otter mothers, because they need to um, nurse their young, so they're going to need to eat more, they will hunt for up to eight hours a day. So they like get up in the morning, they tie up their baby to the kelp. They're like, <laughs> deuces, I'll be back in eight hours. And the baby's just like, Chilling. I'm bored. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they just leave an iPad up there. <laughs> right. They give, give them some rocks to play with. Yeah, it's fine. It's basically the same. Yeah. Did we have any sea otter sounds? Sound I did. You know what? I did not pull up. I thought about doing it, and then I I was like, let me finish this, and I forgot about it. So I didn't pull up any sea otter. Should sounds. Should we play some? We can always find them. Yeah. That must be the screaming. Okay. So Jen looked up so many videos, and we tried to find one that was like a nice video that we could play, but it was like too many background sounds. A lot of it was. It seemed like. They were being filmed in places like a like, zoo, like or... aquariums or yeah. zoos or something. So it was too many humans. So if uh, yeah, if you want to go listen, go to YouTube. Just be like otter sounds. There's a lot. There's a lot. Check it out. It's uh-huh. cute. A lot of a lot of baby sounds. Little squeaky sounds. Super high pitched. Yeah. Anyway, continue. All right, Jen. Here we are to the part of the otter information. I mean, it's a little shocking. I feel like you're going to be shocked. <laughs> shock, shock away. I'm shock ready for away. it. All right. Although sea otters look innocent and adorable, Jen. They do. Their mating habits can sometimes be devious and deadly. Really? Uh, yes. Male sea otters are aggressive in mating and will often forcibly grab uh, female otters. They also bite down on the female's noses, which typically leaves deep wounds and scars uh, and the occasional tearing of flesh. Mating takes place in the water and will last for around 10 to 30 minutes. During this time, the two otters thrash and spin violently. The male sea otters sometimes hold the females underwater until mating is done, resulting in the drowning and death of females, as many as 11% of sea otter deaths are due to this aggressive mating behavior. That makes no sense. How are you going to pass on your genes if you're killing the girl? Exactly. Serial killers, Jen. They're cute on the outside. That is not cute. Murderous on the inside. Why would they bite their noses? I don't know. I mean, maybe that's kind of like... It it made me think of like cats. I mean, cats are like very bitey. Yeah, but usually around the neck. Right. But it seems like to bite a nose. Why? I don't know. So she can't smell them coming next time? Or so like the next dude knows that she's been marked. I don't know. But drowning <laughs> them, it seems that seems very counterproductive. Yes. Yeah. That doesn't fit any kind of like evolutionary Mm-mm. sense. Right. Yeah. To add to these gruesome otter facts, the deaths aren't restricted to female sea otters. Male sea otters sometimes attack baby harbor seals and attempt to copulate with them. They also engage oh, in <laughs> they also engage in necrophilia, attempting to mate with uh, with the otters and baby seals that have been dead for up to a week. Others reported sea otters copulating with dead birds and even dogs. 
While most otters are promiscuous, some pairs of river otters stay monogamous and may sometimes mate for life. Some remain monogamous only in the breeding season. That said, other species, such as the North American river otters, are strictly polygamous. There you go. There you go. They could have their own sister wife show. They could. Um, all right. So when female sea otters die for food and leave their pups up on the surface like tied to kelp, sometimes males will take advantage of that. They will kidnap the pups and hold them hostage for a price. In some cases, the male sea otter would hold the pup's head underwater until the female brings him food. Holy crap. I'm just saying. That is, that's pretty intense. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Like, Come on. That's pretty. Well, I mean, if you if you put it in like human terms, yeah, it's super crazy. Yeah. But I mean, an animal. Yeah. In the animal world. And let me just say, I said that thing earlier about serial, serial killers are not cute in any way whatsoever. Just FYI. Oh. I think I might have said. But they're they, you know, I'm just saying the behavior that these otters have is like, oh, I'm totally normal on the outside. But actually, I do these like crazy things. Yeah. That are not cool. Like murder females and like drown them and drown their children because I want to eat. Oh, my God. Catch your own food, bro. Really? Lame. Huh. I must, I mean, I, this is just an assumption I'm making based on some other episodes that we've done that a lot of like juvenile males mm-hmm. will act in these more aggressive ways. Um, I mean, we talked about it with like, what, like lions, I think, or definitely chimpanzees. Anyway, that kind of ends my, you know, shocking part of otter behavior. Moving on to some kind of interesting stuff that I found, like otters in religion. Not like otter religion, but like otters in religion. They have their own religion. (laughs) Right. So in a religion called Zoroastrianism, I think I'm saying that really amazing. Just speed up your thing and then it'll sound normal. Okay. Um, Otters are near sacred creatures. They believe that otters belong to the deity Ahura Mazda and killing otters is therefore taboo. The atonement for killing these, quote, water dogs would be to kill 10,000 frogs, 10,000 snakes, 10,000 tortoises, and tens of thousands of other animals in its place. And I'm like, let's not kill anything. How about that? <laughs> Wait, where is, is this, where is this uh, religion based primarily? In Iran. I'm confused, but it's okay. Yeah. My brain is like trying to think of rivers. Rivers and, in Iran? Yeah. Rivers and or seas. I mean, I guess. Yeah. There's like, what, what's that? There's a one sea that's over there. <laughs> are, and are otters in there? Sea otters? Sure. Why not? I don't know. No, oh. probably not. But I probably river otters, I'm thinking. Or they're just like, they found like some random book about, <laughs> about otters. otters. And somebody was like, this is a magical creature. Perfect. Um, In Japan, otters are considered tricksters like foxes. Um, The Japanese Mm -hmm. believe that otters deceive humans in many ways. Truth. I love Japanese folklore. It's true. The popular belief is that otters shapeshift into children or beautiful women. They do this in order to lure men and kill them. There are are also stories in China that note the otter's shapeshifting powers. And I kind of love that just because, I mean, like male otters obviously are not like the best in terms of like. Right, right. So they made it a they made it a female. Right. Male killing female. Yeah. Folklore. Good times. They love Uh, that. Some Native American tribes view otters as totem animals, and they often associate those animals with good luck. Others may view them as symbols of loyalty. For some tribes, however, otters are symbols of death and drowning, and we know why. (laughs) Now we know. 100%. I get it. Yes. Well, even, I mean, think of all the crocodiles. I mean, if they can do that to a crocodile or an alligator. I mean. I mean, or all of the above. All the things. Caimans. Yeah. Anacondas. Right. Seriously. Intense. 
I'm just saying we read that one science news. I think it was on a Patreon maybe episode, patron episode, uh-huh. uh, where we talked about that anaconda and the dolphins, the, dolphins. the river anaconda. I'm just saying. Same, they were, same. They were same doing, and they same. were doing sexy stuff with it. Like, there, I mean, I did not find anything about sexy stuff with anacondas. I mean, some necrophilia. What? What's happening, sea otters? I know. Like I said, I'm I'm trying to get through watching Dahmer. I can't. I had to stop. It's Megan. hard. I can't. It's too I, I got to the episode that I think you were talking about, and I literally just turned it off. You were like, like, I, I can't handle this right I now. I don't think I can watch it. Yeah, it's it's difficult. I'll let you know. How okay. It goes. I'll be I'll be asking. Okay. Um. So again, otters may look adorable and cuddly, but they are known to attack humans and other animals. Really? Uh. Yeah. So part of the reason why they would even be around humans, because obviously this is a wild animal, is, you know, back in the day, in the 19th and 20th centuries, North American river otters were hunted and trapped extensively. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still hunted in some places. And they were extirpated from portions of their range. Uh, but there's been a lot of conservation and reintroduction that's really helped them build up their um, numbers. But yeah, still a lot of otters across the world are considered, like I said earlier, endangered or threatened. Well, that fur. Yeah. The fur is like, I mean, that's the kind of fur you need when you go to Antarctica. You know what that's I mean? What, that's what they needed. Instead, they had like wool. wool. No good. Wah, wah. So uh, they were actually almost hunted to the edge of extin- extinction in that time, the, the 18th to 20th centuries. Uh, and there were something like 2,000 individuals of uh, sea otters scattered in remnant colonies all over the North Pacific Rim. Um, so imagine, I'm sure that there were like hundreds of thousands prior to that. Like how, I mean, I'm thinking about like buffalo and mm-hmm. all the things. All the things. Right. Yeah. Uh, they were first protected by the International Fur Seal Treaty in 1911. And sea otters in the United States received additional protections with the passage of the Marine Mammal Protection Act and the Endangered Species Act in the 1970s. Yes. Marine Mammal Protection Act. There you go. So. And um, the Endangered Species Act. Yeah. But yeah, otters have been recorded to have attacked humans. I read a couple different numbers in places. It was like 44 attacks since 1875 worldwide. So like we're talking about a pretty low number, Mm -hmm. but it still happens, Jen. It still (laughs) happens. So it may not really happen, but it could happen. It could happen. Um, There are some reasons why it might happen. They say if an otter notices you, like if you... (laughs) If you make eye contact with the otter or Uh it like notices you nearby, that probably means you're too close. Um, So a lot of like regulations say that you should be anywhere from like either you're on shore and they're like in the water far away um, of at least five kayak lengths from the otter. Uh Uh, They say if you're going to take pictures, always use your zoom all of that stuff. The otters are very hard to see in the wild in most areas and try to avoid human presence. This is uh, from a biology professor at California University's University of Redlands. Oh, I don't know why they separated her. I think her name is just Leilani, uh-huh. but they wrote it like Leilani Stell. Um, she says they usually detect us before we detect them. Five kayak lengths Five away. kayak lengths That's away. That's a good way to think of it. Yeah. I like, you know, we could still be using that. I like that distance right? for people as well. Just like and also like don't links. please don't make eye contact. Don't look at them. Don't <laughs> do it. Yeah. Though their tendency to when they're confronted with people is to like run away um, or flee. Some otters can be aggressive because they're defending their young. We've I think mm-hmm. we've talked about this with mm-hmm. many other species. Yeah. Or they're near a food source or there's like a perceived threat to them. So if they are provoked, they will give chase. 
Like they will chase you. Are you trying to steal my favorite rock that I've had my entire freaking life? (laughs) That has like their initials carved in it. And then they're like, it's going down. And like I mentioned, they can swim super fast. It was like seven or eight miles per hour. Um, Mm -hmm. They can run uh, 18 miles per hour on land. Wow. Yeah, very fast. Uh, and if they if they get really close to you, they have sharp canines. They have crushing molars. They have claws. Right. They, they have, have a formidable bite. I mean, their bite isn't like very great for like the kind of prey that like if they're eating shellfish, they need a little bit harder bite. Mm-hmm. But their bite is comparable to the force of a German shepherd's, which I'm just saying I've seen those videos. Yeah. You don't want that to happen to you. Uh, Leilani Stell goes on to say they wouldn't go after somebody who wasn't interfering with them, but you should keep a respectful distance and, uh, you know, for the foreseeable future, evolutionary future, they say you won't be otter food anyway. But wait, wait, wait. Have they ever killed anybody? You know, okay, so I And when they say otter food, like, did they eat? (laughs) Did they eat a person? Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen where anybody was ever killed by an otter. Okay. Just attacked. Reported. Let's say, and only 44 reported attacks, right? Uh-huh. Since 1875. Do they, carry ra- do they carry rabies? Yes. Oh. Yeah, so they can be rabid. Guys. We'll get to that part, too. We're going to do a rabies episode. It's going to be so good. Um, So I did read this uh, article. It is a journal article. It was written by five different authors. I think the primary author is this guy, Michael Bellinger, from the University of Toronto, And this was published in the IUCN Otter Specialty Group Bulletin. So fun. Mm -hmm. I didn't even know they had this. Very cool. Uh, It is entitled A Review of Violent or Fatal Otter Attacks. Really? Yes. That's a find. Yeah. So I did attach that link in there. You can look at the PDF Mm -hmm. um, and look through it. Let me just scroll back to my notes. Okay, I'm going to read the abstract real quick. Um, In general, the public view of otters is often described as playful, curious, and that they are not known for aggressive uh, behavior towards humans. As well, otter attacks seem to be underreported both in the anecdotal reports or scientific publications. In light of recent otter attacks in Florida, we reviewed all evidence of otter attacks on humans for any geographical or temporal relationships from the earliest 1875 to the most recent December 2010. So this is a little bit older. Okay. Yeah. There were total... Wait, wait, wait. Let me just say... Florida. Just Florida. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Uh, There was a total of 39 anecdotal articles and four scientific publications found dealing with violent human otter interactions, bites, attacks, and deaths. Whoa. Uh, The majority of attacks dealt with the North American otter. uh, That was 77%. And geographically occurred most often in... Florida. Florida, 38%. The greatest number of attacks occurred from 1990 to 2009, 51%. With the 39 documented anecdotal reports of otter attacks, rabies was confirmed in 24 (gasps) to 66% of the cases. Otters are known to be very territorial in nature and in North America have had increases in population numbers. In certain areas where otters occur naturally, Florida, there have been a huge surge of human expansion, which has encroached upon the otter's natural habitat. This encroachment into the otter's habitat may be one reason for the recent increases of otter attacks upon humans. Now, I did not find the deaths of otter attacks. I don't know where they found the deaths because this was a um, a literature review, honestly. Mm-hmm. They just went through a bunch of like websites and things and they went through actual publications of like, I don't know if they're like medical journals or something like that that talk about otter attacks. But I didn't find someplace where it said deaths. I only found the number of 44 attacks since 1875 to today. 
And then this one, like I said, edited in 2010. Huh. But yeah. it sounds like a lot of them, quite, I mean, it's a pretty high percent that had rabies. Yeah. So that's like a thing. A, a thing for sure. Yeah. And actually, Jen, they make note of this in this article that a lot of animal attacks go unreported. Well, I was wondering about that because I would think that a lot of animal attacks would go reported because you need to know if you got rabies. Right. You would think so. You don't want to get rabies. Well, then, like, let's say you're walking along the riverside uh-huh. and you stumble upon, literally stumble upon some otters and you get bitten. One's like trying to do it to a dead one. Right. Yeah. You inter- <laughs> and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> you interrupted something. Something really bad. Uh, and that confusing. Otter, that otter's like, that's it. You're going to die now. You can't because you can't tell anybody about what I'm doing. You're right. It comes over. Plus, I have rabies. Yeah. Plus, the, yeah. And, and I'm really feeling you, it. But like, do you think most people would immediately go to the doctor? Of any animal, like wild or not, bit me yeah. that I didn't know. That wasn't my own. Sure. I would hope my own animal would invite <laughs> me and attack me. But I would report it. Yes. Yeah. I would go to the doctor and be like, I got bit by this crazy otter. I'm just imagining like somebody going through like, you know, Florida and they're just like, all right. Well, I mean, I can't speak for people from Florida. Like, (laughs) honestly, I just can't. Listen, Jen, I was born in Florida. I know. So so. go ahead and speak for your people because I can't. I have a feeling that not a lot of people would report that. They're like, dang, that otter bit me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) They didn't. They just go on about their day. And then maybe someone would be like, don't you think that otter has rabies? And they'd be like, it ain't no raccoon. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe people don't report And then them. they just get rabies. Yeah, and they just, and they die. And they die. And that's it. Mm-hmm. They go crazy. All right. So what they ended up doing was, like I said, this was mostly a literature review. They looked at, they did like an internet search using the terms, quote, otter attack or bite. Huh. Um, and they used Google.com. Sounds Google. a lot like how we research. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading this and I was like, this is literally how we do. This is how I do. <laughs> Can we publish these podcasts? <laughs> I know, right? Oh, gosh. Uh, And then they said repeat articles on the same attack were ignored or noted and combined into one case. And I was like 100 percent. Wow. Yeah. Um, I don't know about this publication. (laughs) (laughs) Was this peer reviewed? That's all I want to know. And by whom? The IUCN, apparently. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, There were I guess they also looked at attacks on domestic dogs. Those were included, um, especially if they were with or defended by an owner. Oh, okay. There were websites that they looked at of very specialized groups like the International Union for the Conservation of Nature, Friends of the Otter, and International Otter Survival Fund. Those were all viewed for data or information dealing with otter-human interactions. I also looked at those sites. Uh, and then a literature re- review was performed using PubMed and Ontario Scholars Portal. And I think this is where they probably found the deaths. So uh, there was they searched for otter attack or bite, human-otter interaction, and otter aggression. Those were the words they used for to okay. search those. Um, and like I said, they found a total of 39 instances. This was until 2010. And they put together a table with all of those instances in there, which I forgot to include in my notes, which is why I can't tell you what the deaths were. (laughs) But there were some deaths. There were some deaths. Mm -hmm. So people died as a result of being bit? Yes. So um, within these cases, the number of victims for each otter interaction ranged from 1 to 12 individuals. The ages ranged from an infant to a 96-year-old. Injuries range from a a nip on the finger to deep gashes, with some requiring as many as 200 stitches. Uh, Rabies, like I said, was confirmed in in 24 to 66 percent of the cases. Incidents of otter attacks were found as far back as 1875. However, only four cases were pre-1980s. So I feel like 
They were not being reported. They they were not being reported before. Or or there might have been less. And like they had said earlier, because people are expanding. In the 1980s, there's going to be a huge boom. Yeah, and back then, I mean, if you called your local doctor. Yeah. I mean, let's all think of like Little House on the Prairie. He comes over on his horse. Right. And he's like, well, I don't think they'd be reporting that. or. It's going to be recorded in history. Agreed. Uh, Most anecdotal attacks usually deal with wild river otters and a human who is either swimming uh, like in a pond or a lake or walking along the riverside. Mm -hmm. So like, don't go to rivers, you guys. Uh, Just don't do it. Ever. Uh, In some cases, the attacks commenced with a wild river otter attacking a pet like a dog, mm-hmm. um, and then the owners being attacked as they tried to defend the pets. In a rare case, an elderly 96-year-old man was attacked while walking in his neighborhood, which had a lake nearby. So he oh. was just like, I know, you feel bad. Come on, otters. He's 96. <laughs> During that attack, the otter also managed to bite two other individuals who had come to assist the man. Holy cow. So it was yeah. like a three-in-one. Three-in-one. Three <laughs> oh, goodness. Wow. Okay. Poor so, old guy. Can you imagine you're 96 and you get attacked right? by an otter? Yeah. Like that's just, that's very unfortunate. So when they looked at the scientific results, so th- those are like the anecdotal results. Uh, they found that there were a total of four publications that were found in the scientific literature that published the results of a single wild otter attack attacking a family of four while they were swimming in a river. They were medically treated for numerous bites and scratches and released. In 2010, uh, there was another published article of a survey on bite protocols in American zoos where the river otter was mentioned, uh, but they didn't give any specific details. And I guess the species that was involved in those bitings, um, aggressive attacks. behaviors, attacks. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Those bitings. Those bitings. <laughs> They bit visitors and staff members. I mean, obviously, if you're going to work in a zoo, that's going to be... That's uh, part of the job. Uh, There were two papers that mentioned attacks outside of North America. In India, an attack by a smooth Indian otter upon a fisherman was mentioned in a field study. The fisherman had trapped a cub in his net, and a group of otters gathered and attacked, and then he ended up dying from the scratches and bites. I think that is the only death. Whoa. Yeah. They were like, give them back. Yeah. They're like, if anyone's going to kill that cub, it's going to be this guy over here. <laughs> like one of the other male otters. <laughs> wow. Oh, anyway. smooth, and also smooth. Uh, or what is it called? Yeah. Smooth. Um, smooth Indian otter. I think that's what it was called. Let me roll it that's back up. Nice. Smooth Indian otter. Yeah. That's kind of sweet. Smooth like, Indian Look, otter. I'm a smooth Indian otter. <laughs> Just back off. Back up. Give us back our cub. In the end... Uh, A lot of their conclusion was around like how human encroachment is really part of the reason for the increase in otter attacks in more recent years. Mm -hmm. Um, But that, yeah, people should avoid them, that they are dangerous to some extent. Rabies is a factor, all of that stuff. Well, good to know. Because I think, you know, this is like a PSA because people think they're really cute. And they would want to get close to them. But don't do it. You should not do it. And don't look them in the eye. Definitely not. No, I got that. So let's talk about some recent attacks. Oh, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, So Graham George Spencer, he is a uh, British man living in Singapore. He's in his 60s. And he suffered 26 wounds in 10 seconds after he was bitten in the city-state's botanic gardens. So he owns a maid agency. And around 6.40 in the morning, he and a friend of his go to the Singaporean Botanical Gardens. And they're just, I guess, going for like a morning walk. 
because productive people do stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he sees up ahead of him this runner and about 20 otters. Some of them are pups. And the runner actually gets right up on the otters and like runs over one or two of them. I don't know, steps on their tails or something. I, oh, gosh. Like kind of tramples on them a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, but he's running. And right. I guess the otters, for whatever reason, because they were so much closer to the otters after this runner runs away, uh-huh. they take out the aggression on, on this guy. Oh, geez. This like little 60-year-old British man, uh-huh. George, uh, Graham George. And he said, because it was very dark, he never saw them and he just ran straight into them. And he was treading on them, Mr. Spencer told local outlet Mothership. <laughs> Dot SG. I guess that's like a. <laughs> I like uh, that. Yeah. Mothership.sg. Uh-huh. Uh, and Captain's log. <laughs> <laughs> he said the otters, quote, went crazy and attacked him after the runner pressed on. I actually thought I was going to die. Mr. Spencer said the otters bit his ankles and he fell to the ground. Then they started biting his legs and buttocks and one bit his finger as he put his hands up to shield his face. His friend managed to ward the creatures off by screaming at them, he said. The pair were then chased by the otters as they tried to seek help from the visitor center. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That they, is frightening. It's awful. Well, it's 26 like, bites and 10 seconds. 10 seconds. Just That's, like, da, 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 da. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's insane. Um, and when they get to the center, no one is there. But someone's supposed to be there. But what had happened was the guard, the morning guard who was there to, like, let people in or whatever, he had gone to um, have a break, like a 10-minute break. He and was so having this morning poop. He was, yeah, for sure. And he came back and there's like, you know, this guy just like otter bites all over him. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guard provides them bandages and then another park staff comes and helps out. Uh, he's, you know, told them, you don't have to take me to the hospital. Like, don't call an ambulance. No. But he and his friend went to Glen Eagles Hospital, which I guess was nearby. Uh-huh. Um, he was given a tetanus shot and oral antibiotics. And then he had a bunch of wounds stitched up. I think they also did rabies. I don't know why they don't have it listed in here. Yeah. Um, but it, he had to go to the hospital three different times to treat his wounds. And he ended up spending about $1,200 uh, pounds. Or is pound sterling a thing again? Or is it euro? I don't know. Well, this is 2019 too, right? Right, so right. So $1,200, I'm sorry, I think it was $1,200 Singaporean money. It was like $600, like it'd be about $600 US oh, okay. for all of that, for his medical bills. Right. And what's funny is they put that number in like all the articles, like, oh my God, he spent this much money. And I'm like, that's, that's pretty cheap. Compared to what we pay in the U.S. Right. Can you imagine going three times to the hospital, like the ER? Easily (laughs) $30,000. Right. (laughs) I was like, universal health care, please, God. Um, He said he doesn't blame the otters for what happened. Thank you. Saying naturally the animals wanted to protect their young from a potential threat, but he hopes people will be cautious in light of his story. Uh, He just wants to slap that runner. (laughs) Yeah. That guy. He's like, whoever that runner was. Like not a word with you. Uh, Singapore's otter population has increased in recent years and the animals have hit the headlines for allegedly eating thousands of dollars worth of koi carp. And they learned how to climb ladders. Yeah. Yeah. People (laughs) with their like koi ponds. Those are Mm -hmm. expensive. And I guess in this botanical garden, there's this one local photographer, Bernard Shaw, who um, takes a lot of photos of the otters who are mm-hmm, there. And he mm-hmm. says there's about 150 of them that run around that that area, that they're c- kind of like there. Mm-hmm. But they're usually not very easy to find. Like, you have to really look for them. 
Um, so I think it was a combination of like early morning, you know, maybe they're like a little more active mm-hmm. and it was darker and not, you know, they didn't really see what was going on. And then that guy didn't see them and the whole runner thing. It's just right. Yeah. The stars aligned and that guy got bit 26 times in 10 seconds. Yeah. And actually this guy, this uh, this photographer says that he knows those otters there he like had a name for them like zook family or something like this family of otters he's like i know them he's like i know them they're cool he's like they're usually really nice they're used to humans and very patient and tolerant he just thinks this was like a bad bad timing situation right right. that's crazy right he did say there have been a few instances where people have been pictured stroking the otters and they've been calm throughout that and i'm just gonna say again don't stroke an otter don't stroke otters okay no, no stroking otters. <laughs> Don't do it, you guys. Seriously. Anyway, um, after speaking with a representative from the Singapore Botanic Gardens, uh, Mr. Spencer said he was told authorities were investigating the incident. And I don't know what other investigation you need. Besides they just this go and round story. up and arrest the otters. <laughs> They're like, They're just... where were you on the 30th? <laughs> yeah. Just handcuffs. They, they just slip out of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. anyway, it was kind of fun. Yeah. I mean, it's not fun. It, it's not fun. It's good he's okay. Yes, it is. He lives. Um, eventually, I believe that... It's a good thing those weren't smooth Indian otters. I, You know what? Could have been worse. Yep. Um, I think eventually the Singapore Botanic Gardens ended up putting up a sign that says, you know, like, don't touch the otters or don't interact with the otters, mm-hmm. don't feed them, whatever. Like, stay away, something like that to that right, effect. Right, right. But I, don't, I didn't see anything, any update beyond that. And like I said, I don't know what they're investigating, but... <laughs> All right, let's talk about Alaska. This was in 2021. State authorities are searching for a group of violent river otters that have been mysteriously attacking adults, children, and dogs in Anchorage, Holy Alaska. Crap. Yes. Three otter attacks, including one which injured a child, were reported across the city in September, leading officials from the Alaska Department of Fish and Game to ask residents to, quote, be alert and uh, around local lakes and rivers. Nine-year-old Aiden Fernandez was filming four otters in a duck pond with his brother when one of the animals split from its group and attacked him. He tripped and fell as he was chased and the otter pounced on him. He has two fang marks on his back thigh and one in the front thigh on each leg, his mother, Tiffany Hernandez, told Anchorage Daily News. He has one puncture wound on his foot. He ended up falling as he was running away and the otter got him on his back. Aiden was taken to the emergency room where he received a rabies vaccination and booster. Two more attacks followed later in the month, both occurring on the same day, according to the ADFG. The first, an otter bit a woman who was rescuing her dog from the group. In the second, reported from the same lake, otters attacked a second dog. This isn't the first time that otters have attacked dogs in the city. In two separate incidents in 2019, two dogs, one Labradoodle and a Husky mix, were attacked and pulled underwater by otters while swimming in lakes in Anchorage. Uh, Both dogs survived, so sigh of relief, uh, but received bites and slashes that required multiple stitches. And I did read someplace that the husky mix um, had to be saved from its owner. Well, you know what, Megan? The Labradoodle apparently was like more resilient. You know what they say. What's that? Bitches get stitches. (laughs) I thought it was snitches. Snitches get stitches. I made up my own thing. I love it. That's great. (laughs) Um. Although no one knows how many otters are behind these incidents, I kind of love this. Uh, David Battle, a wildlife biologist uh, at the ADFG, suspects that it may just be one group. Quote, there always seem to have been four or five otters involved in all the incidents. 
Considering the rarity of this behavior in otters and the fact that our first reported attack was in 2019 and it's happened several times since then, this is very likely one group that has stayed together for a while or that come together frequently over a period of time. These are just like the... It's a gang. It's a gang. It's just a gang of otters. They're just like a uh, street gang. Like, what do they... Do they have like bandanas? <laughs> Guaranteed. Like, I don't know, lots of gold... Some cut-off jean jackets. <laughs> Fingerless gloves. Something. I hope so. Some brass knuckles. Oh, yeah. But that poor kid. I know. Okay. God, and- I would be so... I, I hope that that little boy, like... Is still cool with otters? Yeah, or just cool with wild... I mean, he was doing, right. he was doing some wildlife photography. That is so cool. I would love... That was great. ...for my kids to be out doing wildlife safely. Yes. And it seemed like he was. Yeah. But these otters are just... They got a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, they do. I hope he's okay. Like, I know he's okay physically, They're but I hope he's okay the, mentally. Yes. They're yeah. tired of paparazzi, those otters. Yeah. It sounds like a nightmare, right? Like you're yeah. running and then you end up tripping. And then you fall. It's like a fall. movie. It God. is. Yeah. He's scrambling for his keys. Yeah, all the things. (sighs) Poor kid. Battle goes on to say, most otters never display this strong a reaction to dogs or people. By and large, they are curious animals, but not typically aggressive towards people or dogs. It's possible there was some sort of incident involving a dog that led them down this path, after which the otters learn to take aggressive action against dogs, but it's impossible to say. They're just sick of everyone's shit. You know what? Maybe people aren't picking up their dog poo. Around the lake. And Not the otters literally are shit, oh, but I'm just yeah. saying like, well, could be. <laughs> could be. Probably a dog killed one of the pups. Oh, maybe. At some point. And they're, that's it. They're like out for revenge. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, screw. Okay. First of all, screw your dogs. <laughs> and then we know humans like really like dogs and bring them here. So we're going to go after you too. Also you. It's like a. Um, yeah. Guilty by association. That's what I was trying to think of. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, All right. Let's talk about an incident that happened in September of 2019 in Dallas. This is the second lawsuit filed against an aquarium claiming that an otter seriously wounded a child. So this incident I'm going to talk about happened in September of 2019. The other one was filed the previous year in October. Okay. The same year in October. I can't remember. Either way, Samantha Jorgensen took her two-year-old daughter to the aquarium in September of 2019. At the otter exhibit, one of the animals bit the toddler's right middle and ring fingers, tearing off her middle fingernail. (gasps) The two-year-old was screaming and bleeding profusely. She was given first aid by a medic on site. The injuries, quote, will be kind of this constant reminder of what was supposed to be this great, fun, happy day that so many parents get to experience with their kids, going to the aquarium, going to the zoo, seeing the animals having fun, and it just turned into a nightmare. Heather Davis, who's one of the family's attorneys, told uh, DMN, which I think is like the Dallas Metro News. But why was her fingers in the otter tank? So... (laughs) Yeah, I also was like, pretty sure otters are not like a petting. And I'm not trying to blame a two-year-old, right? Or no victim blaming at all. No victim blaming. But what was the aquarium doing that it was... That it was, that this otter was able to get there. And this is the second time that it's happened. Okay. So Samantha, um, her mother, they're from Fort Worth. She filed a lawsuit and she says that when their family visited the aquarium, uh, the giant otter reached over a glass barrier... And that the plexiglass barrier around the enclosure was about five and a half feet tall, but the toddler was sitting on the shoulders of her father, mm-hmm. who is six feet, three inches. Oh, dang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So obviously he was over the top of the plexiglass. Mm-hmm. Why is the plexiglass so short? Yeah. Like fix your freaking 
they can just jump up over that. Give me a break. Yeah. I guess there's also a YouTube video from 2007 from this same place Mm -hmm. that shows giant otters escaping from the open air habitat at the aquarium. So not surprised. Yeah. Uh, Both lawsuits also refer to reviews on TripAdvisor that mention other otters escaping while people were there at the aquarium. So it's kind of like, I mean, aquariums in general, we've talked about this a lot, not the greatest place. This is not the greatest. Right, right. In most cases, unless they're doing some sort of rehab or, you know. The lawsuit, which includes a photo of the bloody injury, states that the otter bite pulled one of the toddler's fingernails, quote, clean off. The suit alleges... The incident caused permanent scarring. Uh, the aquarium currently has a warning that reads, quote, all caps, be aware giant otters are active animals and can injure you. That's it? Yeah. But the suit says that that warning was not present during the family's visit and that they had no ideas idea that otters were able to get over the top of the enclosure. And I will have to say that like 100% if I go to an aquarium or a zoo or whatever, mm-hmm. I always assume maybe incorrectly, based on this encounter. That the animals can't, that get, the over animals the can't get out of the enclosure. I right. mean, isn't that the point of the zoo? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the suit is seeking damages of $250,000 to uh, to $1 million. I guess they, I don't know if it's been finalized. I didn't find a, like a follow-up article to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the allegations echo those from a lawsuit filed in October. And according to the Dallas Morning News, in that suit, a woman said a giant otter reached over the top of the enclosure and scratched her 18-month-old son. The wound became infected and ultimately caused what the family said was permanent scarring on his arm. It was not clear whether the same otter was involved. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just if it's the same <laughs> just, otter. If it's the same otter. Just, just has a vendetta against small children. Yeah, totally. Anyway. No, this is awful. An 18-month-old. You know what I mean? Like, that's like a yeah, little baby. That's a baby. Come on. I mean, a two-year-old, 18-month-old. And I have to agree that like this one just hates toddlers, human toddlers. Yeah. And you know, that's like it's like a place where you want to be able to take a small child like that in a Mm -hmm. stroller or Mm -hmm. yeah, on your shoulders or whatever. And just like, oh, look at the animals. You know, it's just like because as a parent, it's a really low key place to take Mm -hmm. a child that Mm -hmm. age. Yeah. And they can they can be safe and still see something. It's hard to find places to go with little ones. Yes. And that's one of the places I feel like attacked by otters (laughs) left and right. Well, and that's the other thing is, is that causing them, you know, they could be scared of wildlife the rest of their lives. from Something like that. Oh, yeah. 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 Be very traumatized. Not cool. Um, Let's talk about one more in Quebec in late summer. I think this was also 2021. A previously healthy 52-year-old woman was swimming in a lake in southern Quebec when she was bitten by a marine animal. As she swam... Can you guess what marine animal? Um, hmm. (laughs) As she swam towards shore, she and a nearby friend recognized it as a river otter, uh, which began to aggressively pursue her, biting and scratching both of her legs before she could escape. The woman sustained numerous deep, open wounds on her legs. It was unclear to the patient what had triggered the attack. She had not knowingly provoked the animal, nor had she been swimming near its den. Four days after uh, starting her antibiotics, she came back to the ER. She had increased swelling and pain, redness. So it's definitely infection going on. Four days after that visit to the emergency department, she went to like a infectious diseases clinic and everything looked good. And then one month after they said her wounds had healed without further complications. That was like a medical journal thing that I read. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just realized why it sounded so uh, medically. That's why. Yeah. I cut like half of it out because it was like super medical words. Oh, yeah. And I was like, blah, medical blah, 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 jargon. Blah. Yeah. Okay. So she was okay. She was okay. But yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty bad. Just swimming in the lake. Yeah. Just claws. Well, we talked about lakes. 
this is our last otter attack. It is in Sawyer County, Wisconsin. Is it the twenty twenty or twenty twenty one? Wisconsin. This is, this, this is when. Okay, so twenty twenty one. I'm just saying, like everybody was in their house for a year, right, or more. <laughs> All the animals came out. They're like, are they gone? So they started coming out. They're like, wow, we can live. This is like, you right. know, we've heard of these days when these annoying humans weren't here. They all came out and then everybody's like, it's 2020. It's been a year. Let's go out and go do things outside. Right. And then the animals are like, God damn it. And starts attacking them. <laughs> exactly. Um, this is about a young girl and her father. They were both sent to the hospital after an otter attack in Sawyer County. Um, this incident happened on Black Dan Lake. According to DNR officials, the otter approached the 12-year-old girl and began attacking her by biting and scratching her head. Oh, no. The father pulled the otter off of his daughter, but then the otter started attacking him by biting and scratching. The two were sent to the hospital to treat their injuries, um, and apparently they also were conducting trapping operations to try and catch the otter because they were worried that it was rabid. Well, regardless. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yes. Yeah. So I think in a lot of these cases that are like when you they're just, just out treat in them nature, for rabies anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've tried to trap them and, you know, determine like, are these animals sick or but not? the only way you can determine that is, is if by you killing, killing them. them. Yeah. yeah. And send their head. You have to chop off their head and send it off. Jesus. Be tested. Well, someone's got to come up. I know, but someone's got to come up with a better way of doing that because it's yeah, not cool. It's very morbid. Uh, so I did want to follow all of this up with some just like notes about how to avoid an otter attack. We've talked about some of these. Brad Cole, who is a wildlife biologist with the DNR, said otters are territorial and aggressive. While uncommon, they may attack. There is a risk of rabies and if you see an otter keep your distance and even leave the water immediately if you have to and like we said five kayak lengths mm -hmm. away so imagine what a kayak is i don't even know how many feet that is how like that's is pretty kayak? far like pretty six far. feet or seven feet i guess it depends like it could be like so like 30 feet kayak. let's just yeah. let's just, just say like 30 feet 30 feet i feel like i feel like 20 to 50 feet is a good for wildlife right mm -hmm. it's like a pretty good I'll just be over here. You'll be as over there. As far away as you can possibly be. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, if you start running, they're going to catch you. Yeah. It's gonna or happen. swimming. Or swimming. They can outswim you and outrun you. Listen, unless you can outswim Michael Phelps <laughs> times two, it's just not going right. to happen. Right. that. All right, Jen, we are to our organization to support. Are you ready? I actually mentioned them earlier. Um, it is the International Otter Survival Fund, or IOSF. You can mm -hmm. find them at otter.org. Easy peasy. Yeah. And what they want to do is to protect otters so that future generations to come can enjoy one of the world's most charming, elusive, and enjoyable mammals. And I just want to say, IOSF, you guys should probably, I mean, charming might not be the word, you know. I mean, you know. <laughs> they are super charming. I think that. They're very charming. They're very charismatic. People yeah. like them. They're floofy. Yes. Never yes. mind. They drown their mates. But anyway, the some, IO... Some do. <laughs> some do. I mean, you know, there's always one in every group. <laughs> That's true. Uh, the IOSF aims to work with local communities throughout the world to educate, inform, and encourage the protection and conservation of otters. And uh, they do research, and I think they also do, like, conservation work as well. Cool. So, yeah, you can go check them out. Like I said, otter.org. Can we order some otter... Some merchy merch? Like swag? Some things. Yeah. There is an otter shop. Um, I think that you can adopt an otter through them. I believe that is, yes, you can adopt an otter. Um, you can also get a little adoption package that has a stuffed otter. Oh, see? They are really cute. 
So there's there's also a, a sea otter soft toy that has like a little sea star on its belly. It's like Aww. holding a little sea star that That's it's going to eat. <laughs> anyway, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff in there. There's like gift cards and calendars and books and uh, reusable cups and stuff like that. That's cool. Go yeah. shop there. Go shop there. Yeah. So after you go buy the book by Joe Moore. Yes. Go do that first. Yeah. Do that and then go buy some otter stuff to support otters. Otters. That was cool. I had anyway. no idea you were even thinking about that. I've been thinking about them for a while. Ever since we did the dolphin episode, I was like, I need to do an otter episode too because they're just as like depraved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Depravity. Anyway. Oh, we love it. Yeah. We love some depravity. Always. Um, so, Jen. Yes. Here we are at the end of our episode. Uh-huh. Uh, I think what you're going to be trying to think of in, in terms of our emergency preparedness kit would be what might you do or have to mm-hmm. avoid getting attacked by an otter? So I've been giving this some thought while All you've right. been uh, sharing stories. Excellent. And I think that um, there's something about the eye contact yeah. I feel like yeah. is like a big deal because, you know, they're super smart. Yeah. And um, you might accidentally make eye contact with them <laughs> and not know it. So I think there's going to be two things to put in your emergency preparedness kit for this one for otters. Got it. One is a sweet pair of shades. Okay. A hundred percent. Sweet pair of shades. got some shades on. Mm -hmm. They don't know if you're making eye contact, do they? Make sure they're dark enough. (laughs) The other thing I think you should have in addition to your um, shades is a box of uh, shiny rocks. Yeah. Oh, like collector style rocks? Collector style. Like just perfect for cracking open some whatever it is that they eat. Clams. Yep shellfish just keep some with you so when they do start coming at you you just throw them on the ground and they'll be like oh my god shiny rock shiny rocks look at this rock it's perfect it's better than the one i've had since i was three it's like it's a diversion if you will i mean they are it is kind of like a toddler move right distraction mm-hmm. distraction yeah yeah i feel like they'd be into it look at the shiny rock over here yeah so first of all you're trying to prevention or the sunglasses i like it. and diversion you're throwing with the rocks with the rocks so i'm going with some sweet shades and some shiny rocks. And maybe like a box of shiny rocks. A box of shiny rocks. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, there you go. That's pretty great. Done deal. It'll fit in the pack with everything else. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> is everybody keeping up with their emergency preparedness kit? I feel like we need to update that on the website. I haven't done it in a while. A while, like a year. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So Ooh. many things. Our pack is getting heavy. It's getting heavy. We're almost reaching two years of uh, Yugdot. It's blowing my mind, honestly. I know. Two years. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Well, I know I did. Yay. Thanks for listening. You're Gonna Die Out There is produced by us, Jen and Megan, and edited by Jonathan Pillsbury. We'd love it if you can leave us a five-star iTunes review on Apple Podcasts. You can support us by following on Instagram or Twitter, listening and subscribing wherever you get podcasts, or becoming a patron. Check out more on our website at yourgonnadieoutthere.com, where you can see our awesome eco-friendly sponsors and Nature Nerd Artisans page. If you'd like to send us your own stories or episode ideas, you can submit them through our contact form on the website or to our email, yourgonnadieoutthere at gmail.com. And until next time, don't die out there. Bye. Bye. Bye.